Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And I made my wife play Sea of Stars. Yes, all the reviews were like, the music is fantastic. The music is on point. I have some comments on that uh, in this, but... I did see that. uh, (laughs) uh, Just for... I don't think we're going to have a ton of negative for this game. It was pretty, pretty darn good. Yeah. I would say there's a few nitpicky things I think we'll have and some honest criticism, but overall the game was very well done. But you play as Valer and Zale. Solstice warriors trained to fight beings called dwellers. They can only be hurt during on the eclipse. I think it's a, is it a solar eclipse or lunar eclipse? It's both of them. Either one works against them. Um, for the giant dudes, yeah, the dwellers. I think it's a <coughs> solar solar eclipse. Yes, because yep. at the end you need the moon mm. and the sun. Yes. Mm. After defeating the aspect of woe, things take a terrible turn for the worse, and you and your companions set out to save this world and possibly. The rest of them as well. That's well, That was my synopsis of it. You know what I got out of that? What? The entire time playing, in my head, I was pronouncing it Valerie. Oh, and it, instead of Valere? Valere. Yeah. yeah. V-A-L-E-R-E. Just just Valerie, mm-hmm. just without the I-E at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually thought it was Valerie, and then I looked at it, I'm like, oh, that's spelled Valere. Yeah. Because Zale is just kind of there. but Zale. I like the name Valer. It's an interesting one. I wouldn't name our kid that, but it's cool. I just have Steve Winwood going through my head, so. Does he have a song named Valer? Valerie. <laughs> oh, that makes him Valerie. Yep, exactly. Valerie. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, CS Stars was released on all systems on August 29th, 2023. We played on the PS5. Uh, my comment this week was Warrior Cook Reviews here. Uh, and I would also like to note that this game was a Kickstarter. Yes, you have a note to talk about that uh, later on. And I forgot to list of Kickstarter video games. I just wanted to get like a general idea of what we had. Yes. Okay. There's <clears throat> there's a there's, there's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. Ukulele was one. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. We're <laughs> <laughs> Metacritic, 88 from critics and an 8.0 from users. I went to The Verge for something different. Oh, that is different. It is. Are you yawning now, too? No, I, yeah, I'm just... It's, it's been a day for both of us I, for I different was, reasons. I've been up very early and out most of the day. Actually, I was home the middle part of the day. You were, yes. I was out all early hours of the day, though. Anyway, we're back. The Verge positive. Sea of Stars' best fight mechanic is the game's lock system. Occasionally, when an enemy winds up for a big move, boxes with icons for different types of attacks will appear next to their turn clock. If you hit that enemy with all of the right attacks before that clock hits gets to zero, you'll stop them from that potentially powerful move. If you only get some of those boxes, you'll at least make the attack weaker. It's a clever system that regularly got me to pause and think about the order of my attacks instead of just mashing through every fight as quickly as possible. Which is my route that I usually take. That was actually, I, I actually liked it because it did make you think about your combat turns a lot. Some of those for some of the bigger bosses were real tough. I was backseat gaming a lot, but I feel so like I much. was helping a little bit sometimes for the bosses. You were, um, I would say, towards the end, 
you jumped in like immediately and you're like, okay, delay kick them with Sarai. Is it Sarai? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Sarai. Sarai. You're like, delay kick them. <laughs> I was so happy. The delay kick is the best. Even yeah, we discovered that halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was the that was the positive. There's a lot of positive, but that's the one that I picked because I thought mm-hmm. that was a, a cool twist to it, rather so, than just having like weaknesses. Mm-hmm. What was their negative then? Now I'm curious. Was it for the verge or you chose someone else for? No, it's still the verge. I almost didn't experience all of this because of Sea of Stars story, which starts very slowly. You play as two chosen heroes training up their magic powers to try and combat a foreboding evil, and for the first half of the game, you'll run through some generic story beats as you quest forward. Conversations often go on for far too long, meaning you'll spend a lot of time mashing through text. The story was so uninspiring for hours that I nearly gave up on Sea of Stars, but when I gave it one more shot to see if things would pick up, they actually did. The plot did go in some interesting directions in my 22-hour playthrough, but it's a shame it took a long time to do so. I don't care for that opinion. I agree with it. Like, the story for the first half, for the first third, I was like, this is very generic. Like, I was having fun with the combat and just, like, it's very, Mm -hmm. maybe feel of, like, Earthbound. So I was like, yeah, I'll keep playing. And then when they introduced, uh, what was her name? The Captain... Not Jack Sparrow. What a, I don't remember what mm-hmm. it was. And then she like disappears and then like Sarai shows up. And I'm like, that looks like the same exact person. <laughs> Be- because it is. Mm-hmm. Like that was when it got interesting. Like what's she up to? And then it kind of, the story goes kind of off the deep end. It goes from like fantasy to like cyber. <laughs> sci-fi, dystopia. Sci-fi, super sci-fi dystopian, which I actually really enjoyed the back half of this game. I will say as a anime fan, it was fine. That's fair. I wasn't I I will agree that the story wasn't anything to write home about. Mm-hmm. But his complaint to me, it wasn't that bad. The way he made it sound, no. it's it's the story's fine, guys. We're getting up through the whole point. Think of it as like the first half of the game is like a the first half of an anime, and then all of a sudden, like the last half is like, oh man, this anime's really good. Like this is okay. It's a passable. I can watch this. It is the first episode of Slime. I'm like for it's you. the first two episodes of the time I was reincarnated as Slime, and then the third episode, I was like, so, so we're gonna just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're stopping. I thought we we're gonna keep watching. Yeah, and so the whole thing really picks up and it, it does amp up and it's a very very well done story it is i i would argue a lot there's not many games these days that have these super hook and line sinker stories off the get-go no that's a rare breed the, for me the spider-man games but that's also kind of the nostalgia because we both grew up with spider-man my spider-man and i'm going to argue that alan wake 2 had me right off oh the my get-go. god i want you to play that tonight and i think you're probably too tired <laughs> i probably am but we'll see how we can we, we can talk about our in our post podcast yes, where we talk about what we're playing but not many games have this real hook in them for me remedy games are that but i am yeah, a very big fan remedy is so good they're really good if you like remedy their stories are hook line and sinker the whole way so I, I did also agree with their negative in a super duper nitpicky thing where they they made the comment of like you're just kind of ma- mashing through text 
there are so many conversations where there's just a pop-up text box of one of the characters saying dot, 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 and that drove me absolutely insane. It was probably three to four times per conversation. And if it's a longer conversation, it's like seven to eight. Like, I get that it's like a dramatic pause. I don't need a dramatic pause in red text. Mm. That was my nitpick. That was my big nitpick. <laughs> Without voice acting, it's hard for the dramatic pause. Yeah, you don't, you don't need it. You're just reading text. Mm. I don't... I don't I'm, that's, so, having grown up playing these games... That is exactly how they were. And the promise of that Kickstarter was like, you're going to harken back to this type of game and genre. So I just don't remember that much of it in like Earthbound when we played it. But I also never played Chrono Trigger. Now, let's let's be fair. Earthbound story is the wildest story. Earthbound just goes off the That is Japanese the whole (laughs) way through. It's actually a good story, but it's very goofy. It is very goofy. And very much of its time. Yes, that's very much early 90s, late 80s. So uh, we kind of hearken to it a little bit. This game was, we'll, we'll cover the Kickstarter part, but this game harkens back to a game called Chrono Trigger. And Chrono Trigger was an SNES game, uh, and the style of combat was it was an RPG, but the enemies would be walking around on the maps, and you'd see them. Now, the thing with this game, they were much harder to avoid than in Chrono Trigger. Early on in Chrono Trigger, you could avoid a lot of combat. Some of the combat's unavoidable, especially boss fights. But in this one, you could go and you could skip some of the encounters because you could see them coming. Yes, that was a positive that I read in a lot of places where you weren't... It wasn't like Pokemon where you were blindsided. It was kind of like like Earthbound where you can see the bad guys coming towards you. So you can kind of... You get an idea of what you're fighting. Not always, Yeah, though. and once you get the hook shot, you can smash in and surprise attack them. So that's fun. Also, you made the comment about it's a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger. But it is a prequel to The Messenger... I, that was in one of the reviews. The Messenger. I don't I don't know, but all the things that I'm Googling are saying it's basically it takes place in the same world and timeline as that game, but like thousands of years earlier. But I don't know anything about The Messenger. So I don't think I've ever played The me. Messenger. And the review that I read that said that was like, you literally don't need to know anything about The Messenger to play this game. It's like completely... There's probably some Easter eggs if you have played it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Was it the same company that made it? I have no idea. Probably. Oh, that's interesting. But it's a a turn-based RPG system with a twist. So there's a countdown timer above enemies' heads. And there's variations of that. Like if you see two arrows, the enemy is going to act twice in the time that you would act once. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they get spin downs, randomized things that you need to use to disrupt their special attack and prevent them from doing anything for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing with that is with some with the boss's caveat, most of the enemies I felt early on, and this would be my nitpick, is you couldn't do anything about it. They would It would be one turn and you didn't have enough abilities to deal with everything that they were throwing at you. When it was two, it was fine. Or three, in your two turns, you could figure it out. Yeah, but the ones that would have one turning, you needed like a sun attack and a moon attack and a poison attack. 
And a sword attack. No. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. So I felt like it was a little unfair of a system. I, I understand when you disrupt them once and it pops up again and it's one turn, you're like, okay, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it almost felt cheap to me in a way. That would be my nitpick with that combat system. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the combat system, especially seeing when you got very good at it towards the end, other than a few careless misses here and there. The other thing that we did not realize until 75% of the way through the game was eating a food item to get health for a character doesn't take up that character's turn. No, and it doesn't cause... It's a free move. It's a free action, yeah. Yeah, and we didn't... There's like not be not equipping the chest piece or the pants in Moonlighter. That was a wild <laughs> one. The game. That was a wild one. So man. I kept using like Zale's healing or was it Rashan also had his healing mm-hmm. or the co- the combo move. Oh, healing yeah. light or whatever. Yeah, healing like, light or moon, you... lunar healing or something. Yeah, whatever. No, it was that healing was. light. I think. Maybe that was Zale's move. Yeah, but either way, you could heal the whole party with their abilities. Yeah, so that would be my nitpick of the combat because it just it felt cheap in a way to me. Like we're gonna do this anyway. Whereas, like for a boss fight, it makes sense, but for like regular enemies, it just kind of felt cheap. It's like, uh, oh, you you stopped me? Well, I'm just doing it in one turn next time anyway. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That was annoying. It was a little annoying. Combat was not easy either it really wasn't uh, so you had an item that gave you more health i believe like one of the key items either boosted your health or something like that but it made it so combat was a little bit easier so there were a couple different equipment slots for each character you could equip two rings and then one mm. i'm gonna call it an artifact it was a particular but but, but no but you also a... had uh key items that you could turn on or off. Yes. And one of them gave you more health as a whole, I think, and it made combat easier for you. Yeah, I think I or did Or it made them deal less on. damage or something like I that. I had turned off the one... I kept most of them off, but one of them that I got towards the beginning was like, when you get a level, everybody auto-refills their health and MP, which they did in Earthbound. And I was like, no, let's not do that. And that honestly was very annoying, but <laughs> made things... I mean, you had to just think about things a little bit more. Yeah, I, I I know the only one you kept on that I really remember, other than the fishing stuff. All of the fishing ones. I freaking hated fishing in this game. Uh, was the uh, was the one that, that buffed you or reduced the damage a little bit. I think it was reduced the damage like 10 or 15%. Because the enemies hit so really hard. hard. Yeah, it was a tough game. So there were those ones, and then each character could wear like two rings and then one artifact. I wish I could remember what the artifact things were called. But one of them, I found a really cool one towards the end and got rid of the original one that I had. But the original one was like, shows you the HP of of non-boss enemies. Mm -hmm. And like, I missed that from Earthbound, Pokemon, all those. Like, I need to know how much health they have, so I need to know how hard I need to hit. Mm -hmm. And not having it for bosses was okay, and then I got a fancier one later on that also showed uh, their weaknesses, too, which was cool. Yeah, and what they were resistant against. Yes. Yeah, that was sweet. Those were very cool. Yeah. And so there were there were items that characters could equip that were kind of like a buff for the party as long as that character was in play, which was pretty good. Yes. Music was on point. Mm-hmm. I always talk about music in games. 
uh, aside from the combat, uh, which again, like I said, was not very forgiving. The music was very, it lightened how difficult the game was for me in a way because it was such an enjoyable score. They actually got the composer from Chrono Trigger. It's Yasunori Mitsuda. Uh, and then he actually performed with or helped produce this soundtrack with Eric W. Brown. I don't usually call out the pro- the music producers and games, but they did a very good job. They did a really good job. And we were talking about playing this game with your buddy who you were standing in his wedding a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. when we were recording this. And he was like, oh, yeah, my fiance backed this. So we found her in the credits, which was very cool. And then he, you were like, it sounds just like Chrono Trigger. And he was like... Well, yeah, they got the composer for Chrono Trigger, and you were like, "What?" Yes, I was just. And it my, was very funny. Well, I had no clue. We had literally had no idea. Like Game Ranks t- talked this up, and we were kind of interested in it. And how much was it? Like thirty bucks, twenty, 20? thirty bucks. Yeah. yeah. Why not? It was a good. Like I think it took me about twenty-five hours. It was very well done. The entire game was very well done. The music was very good. Combat as a whole, I liked. I just felt there was some nitpicky stuff. Some of the puzzles, we kept missing the obvious. There's a push thing you mechanic, and we missed that like 10 times. So many times. And that's on us, I think, more yes. than the game. It's not the game. It's just we're not bright sometimes. No, and you get a couple. So your first skill that you get is like you could push things with a puff of air, and then your other, you get another skill where you get basically a hook shot mm-hmm. and then in one section you can stand on certain podiums and change basically the time of day so how the sun hits particular things and then once you is it when you beat a trial or a particular boss you can just do that whenever you want yes that was cool yeah you can change d- day to night that's the power of the solstice warriors yes. basically uh, eventually, you you get a ship that you can travel the ocean with, and eventually, you learn to fly. Yes, that is one of my main nitpick. Aside from the dot dot dot, I just wanted fast travel. You don't get it until eighty five percent of the way through this game, where you can just fly around the map. Yeah. Also, a slightly more interactive map would have been nice. The map wasn't. It was a little lacking. It was a little. It left to be desired, but. I felt like the game length was fine, and yeah. the amount that was there was more than sufficient oh, for yeah. what you had to, A, the price of the game, and the fact that it was a Kickstarter, and they did so much. They did a lot. I just wish, like, there's just, like, seven different islands in one map. You can highlight them, but you can't, like, click on them to look at them in slightly more detail. Like, I don't need, like finite detail but if i could zoom in and be like oh that's the island with the statue head that i need to go to like that just little things like that would have been a little nice did you like what did you think overall of a the graphics and just everything i'm not not score wise but how would you compare it so like if you went and played earthbound and then played this this one would look so much better yeah even though it's still like the 16-bit style yeah graphically it was really gorgeous the lighting was incredible the lighting was incredible and even like the wind with the movement of the leaves was just it's like better than stardew valley that a lot of modern graphical things in this game that you wouldn't normally expect to see in a 16-bit game and it was very pleasant to see some modern lighting and yes movement in uh in that stylization yes which i thought was impressive in itself yeah it was really cool uh overall combat feel for you i liked it it got repetitive there were a couple 
bosses in like the like the 55 to 70 percent of the way through there were the really annoying bosses where that one dude like kept healing oh that guy was tough the, the, i hated the that guy yes the freaking head he was annoying the that was the same like dr octopus guy yeah the, some of them just took so long and i think we also got to a point where like I needed to beat this game before Alan Wake 2 came out. Yeah. And trying to get to the final boss was like a mini boss fight. And then some more some more like puzzles and things to go through. And then another mini boss fight. And then some more puzzles to go through. And then another mini boss fight. Yeah. And then we got to the final boss. And it was a little underwhelming. Now, mind you, we only fought the non and actual boss. Yes, the non the the we got the neutral ending. We didn't get the quote unquote good ending, which now I wish I had. But you had to get all of the rainbow conches, and a few other. You had to do. You all had the to other basically do a hundred percent completionist before get- you go to the final boss. And again, Ellen Wake two. So I just said, screw it. We'll just look it up online, and we did. Which it was a more satisfying ending. It was a way. little, a little more satisfying. Yeah, uh, it, there's spoilers, so I don't want to say. <laughs> but it was very good. It is worth the play at the price, and if you find a sale on it at some point, definitely pick oh, it yeah. up. It's not a long game. That was my other reason for the the guys complaining of the story. I'm like, the game was like, you really could beat this game in 15 hours if you really just. If you're really good at RPGs, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like 25 hours to 100% this game. 30 maybe to 100% yeah. if you do all the side content. I will. I have one other nitpick, and it's regarding the playable characters. Mm-hmm. So there's six of Don't, them? Yes. It's Valerie, <laughs> Valer, Zale, Zale, Rashan, Rashan, Sarai. Garl. Garl. Yeah, Garl. And, and Bis- Best. Bis- Best. BST. Beast. Is it supposed Beast. to be Beast? I BST? Think, yeah. He was a non-factor for me. I barely used him. I don't know if there was like something I was missing with him. He just so, kind of seemed like a full, just like... I think the point, some of the thing that we we did not take full advantage of in this game is switching characters was a free action. Yeah. And you're supposed to probably use all of them in combat coherently with one another. Yeah, we did not do that. <clears throat> so you had, like, you basically used four. I did. You use uh, Rashan or Rashid. Rashan, yeah. that's what that's what we're calling him. You Rishan, use Zale. Sar- Zale, Sarai, and Valer. Those are the ones that you used. Yes. And you kind of ignored the other two, and there's good reason for one of them. Yes, but the other yes. one, you. But the whole point, I think, the point of that was the game is cycle literally through them. the cycle through, do different things. I bet you another there was another interrupt that we didn't know about. And maybe it was beast or best. Yeah, it's it's B apostrophe S T. But there's but they you're supposed to switch through them, do that, and that gives you an extra like essentially doubles your health. Yes. Oh, we got to talk about Kickstarter games. Yeah, so but that I think that was the reason for that combat and why he was there is you were supposed to have a party of six and you have three in front, but you can switch between any of them at any point, and that's how you're supposed to kind of play the game. That would be my assumption. Probably. All right, so let's. Uh, what other Kickstarter games? 
in the last five years, you don't have to list them all. Like, what are some big titles? You know, I recognize any of them. Uh, so ukulele was one, which you and I played for a hot second, and we're like, no. It was, it was not banjo kazooie, and it didn't have the same charm that it did for no. me. And like, it was too sticky of controls. It looked so good, and it didn't hit the hype for me. Yes, agreed. Uh, Double Fine Adventure. Is what that one was uh, called. Okay, I know Double Fine, but yeah. yeah. Um, um, most successful Kickstarter. Uh, it's going to be the one games. from Double Fine, isn't it? Probably. It's one of them. Bl- uh, Bloodstained will be up there. Is there a list of Kickstarter games that were successful? Blah, blah, blah. Bloodstained, it'll be up there. Games. Uh, Pillars of Eternity, Wasteland, Divinity, Original Sin. Divinity, Original Sin is incredible. Shadowrun, Pathfinder, Kingdom Come, Deliverance. Yep, those are all, those are all things, RPGs. This is, I'm on a Reddit thread, so somebody's listing them. You've got things like Psychonauts 2, The Banner Saga. Oh, Psychonauts 2 was kickstarted. I think I did know that, actually. Well, okay, so there's some... Undertale. Of, Undertale is really, un, like... I have a feeling you would like that game more than you think. Everspace 1 and 2? Okay, I know Everspace is, yep. Hollow Knight? Yeah, it's a Kickstarter. <sighs> um, darkest Dungeon list of video game crowdfunding projects. So... Loftia. So nothing... Like, okay, so Hollow Knight is still my favorite of the, on that yeah. list. What's up? I'm just reading through these. There's a uh, list of video games. It's on it's on Wikipedia, but it's not super great. So <laughs> that's okay. I mean, so you saw a bunch of games that you've seen. Yes. How would you place that? Amongst Star Citizen. Them? Oh yeah, good old Star Citizen. That one is that's not even out yet. That doesn't even count. Yes, Shenmue Three. Okay. Yeah. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yeah, I played that one. Pillars of Eternity Two, Deadfire. Those, so it's kind of like a pirate. It's like Baldur's Gate with pirates. Project Eternity, Psychonauts Two. Yeah, so Psychonauts Two was pretty big, actually. Broken Age was a double fine. Broken Age was the big one. I was thinking that was the biggest one for a while. Wasteland Three, Wasteland Two. Wasteland. I actually wanted to play those for a little bit. Those uh, cool. Oculus Rift. Well, the Oculus Rift was a Kickstarter. It was. That's cool. 2.4 million. Wow. Yeah. Divinity Original Sin 2 made 2 million. Divinity Original Sin probably made a ton more than that after the fact, too. Probably. That was just their Kickstarter amount. Divinity is 2 is Larian's biggest game other than Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate is just... A different beast. Yeah. They didn't need to kickstart that one. They just made it. They did, they did just make it. They so made... there's actually a lot of... Yeah, a Divinity Original Sin is on here, too. Yeah, so I feel like it's still a good way to make a game, and this is evidence of that. I mean, you're not always going to have some winners. Star Citizen is definitely, in my opinion, getting somewhere, but it's kind of more on the stinky side of the the projects, whereas Hollow Knight, oh, man. Divinity yeah. 2, and etc., Psychonauts 2, those are very, very iconic games. That did well, and some of them are still played and talked about today. I would replay Hollow Knight in a heartbeat. That game was so well done. Trying to see how much Sea of Stars made on Kickstarter. Here we go. Here's the Kickstarter page. Um, 1.6 million. Oh, they killed it then. Yeah, I don't know what was their original goal. Original goal was $133,000. 
Wow. And they made $1.6 million. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, they deserve it. I still feel like they deserve it with this game. Oh, yeah. This was a great game. So, uh, okay. The final final point. Oh, what, yeah. would you, what would you rate this game? Hold on. I got to open up our thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we keep track of all our ratings here, everybody. Sea of Stars. Yeah, I had to go through and listen to all these again. Um, I would give this an 8. I am going to shock you, and I'm going to give this game a 9. Okay. I am not saying that this is the best game ever, and I definitely don't disagree with the overall score. I just think they did a very, very good job. Now, I'll make you play Chrono Trigger one day. Okay. And you'll go, oh, this is not even close to as good as Chrono Trigger. But the fact that it did so well of kind of emulating that and they did elevate a lot of the things in there mm-hmm. but chrono when you play chrono trigger you're gonna see oh this is where they got that idea from oh i'm sure oh this is where that comes from and it's just such an iconic game and you can miss characters in chrono trigger like you can miss party members and stuff and play through the whole game and not even know you're supposed to have them in your party i do wish for sea of stars you could have played with four playable characters instead of just three for combat i think so yeah i mean so Yes, I do. I I 100% agree with you. It should have been four, even if they made the combat a little bit more difficult to deal with that. Uh, You technically were playing with all six of them. Yeah, that's true. In a technicality, but I do agree with you that you should have had four players on screen. Yeah. I think that would have been better. Mm -hmm. But I'm just used to that. And that's like the MMO-like standard. It's four, generally, isn't it? No, actually, in uh, Final Fantasy VII, it's three. I think it's it might be three or four. And other some of games it's four, some of it's three. Right. Earthbound is four. Once you finally get enough characters, yes. Once you get Pooh. Pooh, yeah, he's also like, eh. yeah. I would give this game a but I think you know I'm a sucker for good music in a game, and this game had. Literally, we talk about the music in almost every single podcast we do. So, and it's this is where my musical taste is lies <laughs> is in video, good video game music. <laughs> But this was top-notch. It was very, very well done, and that puts it up there for me. Fair enough. It could be a bad game with good music, and I'll give it a higher score because of that. And Bumps it up at least half a point. Yeah, this this it was probably like, an eight, I would say the game was an 8-5, but the music gave it a 9 for me. Because okay. I just, I, every time you played the game, I was just vibing. The first like week to two weeks, honestly, no, the entire time I played the game, we'd get to like a new section, and you'd be like... What does that sound like? And then you'd start like playing random old school video game songs on your phone, trying to figure out a particular. I'd find like, it. You would, and most of them were Chrono Trigger. Uh huh. Very well done. And then Jared told us. <laughs> now I'm just thinking the the mountain music. Yes. Very well done game. Uh, we're playing Alan Wake too. And last night, what did we start? Um, Super Mario Wonder. Yeah. That, that is absolutely ridiculous. It's very cute. It's more difficult because you, you're when you're playing with somebody else, you're not in control of everything fully. Right. So it just becomes chaos it's after like a different, while. Different times last night, um, I died and I was like, just keep going. And then you died and you're like, just keep going. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're running. The elephant suit is goofy. It's so goofy. We still don't fully know the controls. We just kind of keep button mashing and hoping for the best. Yeah, we're making our way through. We collected a fair amount of the plants that, or the seeds. The seeds, that you, yes. But uh, that'll be an on again, off again one. Our main focus will be Alan Wake too, because yeah. it's Alan Wake too. It's 
so far it's so good. It's so good. We finally just got to Alan Wake himself. In his section portion of the game. Uh, this is not spoiler. You, there's two characters, main characters. There's Saga Anderson and uh, Alan Wake. I will complain about this now and then I'll also complain about it later. They needed somebody to edit the captions on Alan Wake too. They are very incorrect. The writing is not right. Yeah, it's not what the people are saying. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, even look. So I would say like 15% of the time, like words are skipped or it's not. I haven't been reading the captions. I've just I been always listening. read the captions when you have them on. Like, I don't know if there's captions. I have to read them. <laughs> I was listening and I like this one's very well done. I think the first, the Alan, I don't think the first Alan Wake did it as heavy as this one, but they control really did it where they had the live actors in the game. Yeah, they had the uh, that doctor with his training videos or whatever, and this one, you're in like a section with Alan Wake where you get like the voice actor playing Alan Wake like live on, on on a late night show, and it's very it's very off putting, but also very cool. Like it's it's so trippy. It's so cool, and then they've been known to film little TV series in their games, and they they they're what. All the music is their own music, too. Also, there's been at least two different calls to control already. That one of them a, was the Bureau of Control. Federal Bureau of Control. <laughs> yes. Was, uh, that was so And the other good. one was the uh, the Dr. Darling. You find his book somewhere. It's so good. Yeah, they're, and, they're and real I'm, good at tying all their stuff together. This game is it's so well done. I, I will say the first boss was just intense but it wasn't it may, i was getting more mad i think i was tired though when i was doing yeah that we boss. were tired playing that but night. it was the game so far is just so well I, oof, I can't wait to sink my teeth into it again yes all right let's stop talking about alan wake on a sea of stars podcast. yeah so sea of stars worth your time everybody dive into it especially at the price point if you kickstarted it kudos i didn't even know it was a thing until the game was releasing i've been out of that kickstarting loop for a while other than magic related things I bought a thing for our nephew. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. The cardboard cutting thing. Yeah. The inventable. So, uh, yeah. Browse Kickstarter. There's a ton of cool stuff on there. And that's all I got. We are at Gaming Marriage on Twitter that we no longer use and GamingMarriage at gmail.com. We have to check our Twitter every once in a while. Yeah, I haven't in a while. I only do when I post podcasts because we have, I think, three followers and one of them is me. So. Oh, maybe I'll follow us on there, too. <laughs> Four followers. Four followers, including the two hosts. Yes. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.